Back here at J. Tom Lawler Ring Hockey's quarterfinal action. Single elimination between Boston College and Merrimack. The score at the end of one period is BC nothing and Merrimack nothing. Mike Macknick alongside John Lee Andy Powers from BC Radio joins us. Uh, pretty good atmosphere here in the rink here. It's uh, the kind of atmosphere you'd like for a playoff game, for, uh, for a hockey's quarterfinal game, I guess, especially one game, winner take all. And right from the get-go, it seems like, uh, you know, the crowd's been jumping. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, I think Scott Borak has re-energized this program. I think you're where Merrimack has been positioned nationally. Certainly people are interested in the program. And this is, you know, one of those old-school hockey rinks. They don't build them like this anymore, where the rink's, you know, 20, 30 feet off the ice, of the ceiling, rather. Um, so when you do put people in the seats, it does feel, you know, it's a great hockey environment. It's, it's been really fun to watch tonight. Yeah, trying to when did you graduate from BC? Did you play here in that 97 series that was here? Oh, yeah, 99. I got out in 99. So, yeah, I think I did. I, I played in the 97 series. Why? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Did, did something, I, uh, no, I thought uh, 97 was a funny year for us because that was the year that we made the jump. Well, we must have beat Merrimack because we went to the guard. Can I jump in here quickly for the folks who are uh, watching because we're all timers here now, right? But some people are listening have no idea what the heck we're talking about. BC came in here. The only other time that these two teams have played in the playoffs in this building, BC came in and won two games 1997. Yeah, I know, I know, all right? You know, uh, but uh, I know you guys won. But that's the only time that they played other than tonight in the playoffs and BC winning those two games. Well, okay. Just to let folks know, that was 1997. It was like, what, last century? Yeah. So, yeah, you can tell how old we are. Thanks. Thanks for making me feel old. But I'm I, older than you, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you have better hair, though. Um, so, let me just, just a brief history of Boston College Hockey. When Jerry York got there, and I was Jerry York's first recruiting class, BC was terrible. Finished at the bottom of Hockey East. So, that 97 year, that was uh, the first year that we made uh, Jerry, my freshman year, it was Jerry's second year at BC. We got eliminated immediately by Providence. Second year, we beat Merrimack in the series, and we go to to the um, hockey semifinals, and this this is a little history too. We lost in the, in the first game in the semifinals, and that that was the last year of the consolation game. We ended up playing Lowell in the consolation game. Neither one of us were going on the postseason. The game was tied 4-4 at the end of regulation, and the referee like went to center ice like we're going to do overtime. And both teams looked at each other like, no, we're set, we're all set. And so they ended the game in a 4-4 tie. And that was the last game. That was the last year they did a uh, uh, consolation game. Your I think it was, yeah. Our inability to get anywhere, yeah. But that was, uh, I, yeah. Those Merrimack teams were John Strange, Casey Castlering. Like those are good teams. They they were really good. Uh, the two teams did play a lot of exciting games over that time frame as well. Uh, this first period here, I thought you could cut the tension with a knife. There was an awful lot of good action in that first period. Uh, a bit of an edge of shots for Merrimack, but both teams had a power play, had some good chances. Cutter Gauthier hits the post. Yeah. Uh, Merrimack was able to find Lepinen for a chance there. Uh, some good chances, as we said, on both sides, but no score after one. How'd you see the first? I thought Merrimack played really well. It's been a while since we've seen Merrimack. I, their team speed is impressive. I thought that they did a good job of hemming Boston College in their own zone and playing for Merrimack, playing in the offensive zone for most of that first period and really do feeding off the puck and creating space for themselves, creating opportunities. Mitch Benson, the BC goalie, has been pretty good. He made a really good goal ball save on Jeffries when he's collapsing on that three-on-one. But, yeah, I think that, you know, the first goal is going to go a long way in this game, and it'll give whoever scores it will give it that boost of confidence that they need here. Uh, was it important for BC to come in here in that first period, whether the storm effectively as they 
did and go to the locker room tied up. Yes, I think I, the, the, the biggest thing for Boston College is not giving up the, the, the early goal. I think that uh, you know a lot has been made with them this week playing at Merrimack. Just the, the speed that Merrimack has and the, you know the lack of space that you perceive to have in the Goldman Complex. Because that's when this small building and the people on top of you as a hockey player with your periphery, if you don't feel like you have time and space, then you're not going to play like you have time and space. So getting acclimated to this kind of environment with the people here and everybody moving fast is, will go a long way. But I think for Boston in college, they only had one line going that period. That was the uh, Gauthier line. They need somebody else to pick it up. I thought that was really interesting what you just said about you, know, you feel like you don't have space. You know, you, you played in this record, obviously. You know, they've changed it out a couple times over the years, but uh, you know, I've heard people say that you know they don't think you know, there's no way that rink can be 285. And then I've had people who work in the rink and tell me, yeah, it is actually that, or, or close to it either way. Um, my question to you, having played here, is it really that different? And and how much of a mental thing is it the fact? The fans are on top of you, the ceiling's on top of you, it's very tech for it. Is, it is a real thing. I mean, you, I don't care what the measurements are, I just tell you how you feel when you're playing in this building. And, and, and that's the same for the sound, almost like it's a claustrophobic sound. It is, it really is. I mean, it, because the ceiling's on top of you, the fans are on top of you, and I don't care what the measurements are, you feel like this is a smaller, more con- concise ring where you're not going to have time if you get the puck on your stick, you get to head up. And we've seen BC make some terrible decisions at their blue line, at their own blue line, to give Merrimack uh, opportunities going the other way, and those are uh, results of people feel like they have to do something in short order or else they're going to turn it over and look what they've done. Uh, I'll talk with Andy Powers from Boston College Radio. How, how long have you been doing this here? Ten years. It seems like longer than that. It feels like longer than that. No, I work with John Risch, and you guys know John is a professional like yourselves. I'm just a, a guy that shows up and says stupid stuff. <laughs> no, not at all. That's why we love having you on. You always have such great insight. But that's why I want to ask, ask you a couple of things. One is that line is... I've seen it in one of the top lines in the country, no question about it, with Nestorenko, Gautier, and uh, Gasso. Gasso's really come along since the start of the season. Yes, uh, for me, and uh, this is an analogy I make for the BC uh, fans, BC has had these guys before come through, whether it's Jack McBain, David Cotton, big, long kids that when they come in on freshmen, they're usually unsteady, they usually get pushed around, but by the time they're a senior, they're dominant. And Gasso is starting ahead of the curve. He's been really good this year. Their freshman class has been great. Lucas Gustafson has been Probably the biggest surprise, Gochi has just been all-world. I mean, he, for him to be a freshman in the, in the situation that you put him in, it's very tough to put a freshman top-line center in. You know, he's really responsible for their offense. That's really unfair because it should be the upperclassmen carrying, let a freshman get acclimated. But he's been doing it. Gochi is unbelievable. Gasso has been terrific. Uh, Gustafson has been great as well. So this freshman class has been very good. But, yeah, Gochi has been fun to watch. And that was one of my questions to Greg Brown before the game, too. First of all, I love talking to Greg. I mean, it's been true for a number of years, but great to see him get the job and have the opportunity and really see, you know, you can see how the, I think the team has the, has come along. Uh, this team's going to be dangerous next year, but just seeing how they have come along since the start of this season, how much better they look now than they did then. But uh, talking with him about that, you know, that's a tough decision to have to make with a kid like Carter Gauthier, right? He hasn't played center in a while. You, you know, you, you think that maybe we need him, you know, to play that position, to, to put together a line that can give him some goals. Uh, what was it, you think, that, that led them to, to reach the point where they said, yeah, I think he's ready. Well, I think that they had to. 
I mean, BC struggled to score goals, especially the second half of the season. And, and uh, Cutter's just such a dynamic player that you want him with the puck on his stick. And the best way to do that is you put him in the middle of the ice. Now, he probably at the next level, he's more of a, a left wing where you're going to get him out. He's a racehorse. He can skate. You put him in space where he can go around, guys. Here, for this team, he needs to be in the middle. He's good in the defensive zone. He's dynamic in the offensive zone. And then you have, like, Nestorenko and Gasso. Gasso's been an unbelievable fit. Nikita Nestorenko, when he's on, he's been very good. He, in this season, he's only played probably like three weeks where he was the best player on the ice. Other than that, you don't know what you're going to get. But when those three are going, uh, what they were in the first period, they're very tough to stop. Do you like this single elimination in the uh, quarterfinals, or would you like to see them change? I, I think I do like the single elimination. You know, I, I think that's what playoff hockey is all about. Like, you hang on every break, every bounce, and everything can go any way. I was shocked that Vermont went up to Maine and won up there. Like, I like that, you know, those those upsets that happen. So, for me, I think I do like it. I, th- I think probably coaches want the you know, best out of three. Uh, so, you know, if you do make a mistake, you can come back and fight the next day. And I think, uh, I'll tell you another thing, is that uh, Hockey East is getting killed in the national picture because right now it looks like only there might be one uh, team. So, if, if you have those three-game series, that probably gives you a better chance to jump up the national uh, pairwise rankings at the end of the season where a single elimination doesn't do it. All right, Andy, thanks. Great to see you as always. Have a good call the rest of the game yourself and John Rich, and uh, good luck to the Eagles as well. Mike, John, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. All right, Andy Powers, our guest here from BC Radio in the first intermission with the score. BC nothing and Merrimack nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.